Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you. And your business, always love to have on the program, Chris Kidd. He is our money man. We love having him on the program. Uh, the guy is a coach, uh, a financial coach, a thought leader, an entrepreneur when it comes to all things uh, money, uh, both personal and really in, in macro issues as well. A show favorite and a personal favorite. His website is Chris. Kid, that's K-I-D-D dot com. Chris, always glad to have you on the program. Um, why don't you start off, you know, because we always, so most, all of our listeners who are regulars have heard you. You've been on so often over the years. But we always have new listeners. Kind of reintroduce yourself as we get started. Yeah, I feel like for the old ones, uh, they're, uh, I'm going to have to try to figure out a different way um, to to share my story or whatever but <laughs> mix it up a little yeah. bit but i'm a, a coach's kid i grew up in a, a small south texas town um i've been around sports my whole life so when i went off to college i uh i met a guy that basically became my mentor took me under his wing and from 19 to 25 i had a goal i wanted to be a millionaire by the time i was 25 i did it at 24 um, basically just, uh, like we had, uh, Ruben Gonzalez on, uh, recently. And one of his things is follow the leader, like find a leader that you can follow and, and do what they did, you know, ask them for directions to avoid the pitfalls. So that's what I did. Um, I've been really good with, uh, investments. I, I learned a, a lot from that. I've, I've built businesses. Um, we had restaurants. I, I've done a, a bunch of things, but, uh, a friend of mine several years ago said, why don't you start a business teaching this, teaching people this stuff that you've learned? Um, so that's, that's kind of how I ended up as a coach. And it's been uh, very fulfilling to be able to help people um, anywhere from just fixing their financial situation and eliminating some of the stress. And then others, as far as like, okay, I want to, I want to actually start building some wealth. I want to make money. I want to put my money to work. I want to know, you know, how to make my money work for me a whole lot better so I'm not just chasing money all the time. So that's, in a well, nutshell, that's what I do, and people can visit me at chriskid.com to get more. And people should. By the way, uh, you know, the, the, you mentioned during the break an expression. It's not a, not a new one, but one that we're hearing more now than ever, which is FOMO, fear of missing out. That seems to be at a fever pitch these days. And, uh, and yet that fear shows up in enormously different ways with different people. You know, there's uh, those who are like, yes, i got to try something new, got to do something new. I really need to do something big. I'm so exhausted and tired of this wimpy economy. You know, blah, 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 blah. you got that. you got ostriches who are like, I'm terrified. I'm willing to go ahead and hide my head. And although I uh, might miss out, at least I'll be, quote, safe. Those people often become economic roadkill as you well know. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of different ways to look at investing. And uh, really, summer uh, has certain advantages uh, to doing it now. And also being literally halfway through the year, it's shocking how fast this year has gone. It's a good time to reflect. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and you mentioned the, the FOMO and then the, the you got basically – Two types of investors a lot of times, 
you got people, and, and I actually don't necessarily call them investors because they're not necessarily a professional or no offense to anybody, but they don't really know what they're doing. Um, a lot of times that's why people come to me because they're like, okay, look, I've, I've taken a beating bad enough. I know I don't know what I'm doing and I've heard that you do. So can you help me? Um, you get the, the FOMO people who, you know, the investors that they kind of feed off the excitement. And when they start seeing things going, you know, everybody start when crypto was uh, going wild and people wanted to get in on, on all kinds of crypto things and NFTs. And, uh, I, I still think that there's a place for that in the future. Uh, but to, I'm not somebody to direct somebody on, you know, all right, which is the the way to play that game. I'm not a professional in the crypto game. But uh, people will chase that or, um, you know, or stocks that are going, you know, NVIDIA has been flying like crazy because it's involved in, in AI so heavily. Um, people can't really tell you anything about the company, but they know, hey, the stock's going up. Everybody's talking about it. Um, you know, getting into any any type of investment whatsoever, people chase stuff all the time. And then you get the others, like you said, that, you know, the ostriches, they're afraid and they're paralyzed by fear. So they just say, okay, well, I'm not, I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just going to have my money sit here and whatever happens, happens. And hopefully it works out by the time I'm uh, retirement age. Um, that's very dangerous. And people need to know how to protect themselves and you know times that hey it you might want to get out of situations i i had a conversation it was a fomo conversation yesterday which is kind of how that uh came up during the break um i had told this uh this person that i'd worked with for um a couple i guess about a year and a half or so ago um to start dumping some of their uh their holdings because i thought that something bad was coming i still think it's coming it just hadn't totally come come home yet but um he's he did not do it because the the fomo and then what happens is stuff starts selling off and basically they become afraid of selling because okay well what if i miss out on the rebound um, and it's it, it's done so much damage to where he said, well, "I wish I'd listened to you." Um, I'm not going to yeah. tell you how much damage, but it made it made me sick. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming this is a tech company that he was investing in because they're taking a beating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and tech companies really have been keeping the whole market up. There's a handful of them that have been driving the market, um, and that's pretty much all that has been leading this whole thing uh, and that it keeps on going up, but uh, it's, it is coming to where stuff's going to get ugly. Uh, I'm, I'm dead set on that. It's, it's going to get ugly. And the fed's been raising rates, the, the whole recession stuff. Uh, some people have been talking about, some people have been denying it. You got people on TV and the government saying, Oh no, we're going to, I think we can have a soft landing. It's not going to happen. There's uh, tons and tons of stuff that's coming down that's going to just be pretty devastating, but it's also going to create a ton of opportunity for people. Yeah, that's a great point. The reality is, is that uh, some of the greatest industries and businesses that we know of were birthed during the Great Depression, and they were birthed during uh, the Great, uh, the, not the Great Recession that we think of 
uh, uh, that began with Obama and Bush, but the uh, really great huge recessions of the 1970s under Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah, uh, huge numbers of businesses got that got created. You can make money in any economy. You just got to figure out how to do so. And so, yeah, I think uh, I think that uh, I like that. I like that messaging. That's why you have to get good people in your corner to help you, though. Yeah, for sure. And like to me, I look at it like investing's a game. I mean, just just like a sport or any any other game, you can learn to play the game, and you can learn to get good at the game. Um, most people. Unfortunately, they don't spend the time to learn, so they depend on somebody else to hopefully tell them the right things to do, and hopefully it works out. And they're really at the mercy of whatever happens, happens. And hopefully, it's not somebody like Bernie Madoff getting a hold of my money, or you know, hopefully there's not a market crash at the wrong time. Hopefully, I've got a good advisor, this or that. But people really need to know how can at least check up on your money and know what it's doing. Um, you should never be in a situation where you have money invested and you don't know where it's at, what it's doing, how you're going to get it back, how you're going to get your return, um, and what are the risks. But you can you can learn to get good at the game, and that's basically what I teach. I'm a, I'm a coach to teach people how to become good at the game. Yes. And so much of this, uh, you know, what I like about you, uh, is that you, and you're, you're also very clear and explicit that uh, you know you're not a financial advisor. You're someone who partners uh, with people to uh, become uh, much more competent and capable in taking care of their own money. And I and uh, I, you know I love that clarity about you, but I also love the fact that truly great coaching and truly great coaches are very holistic in the way they treat their clients. And so you're not just flippantly telling them what to do, but you teach them to be much more keen in their thinking, have a lot more clarity, and get over get over your fears because the fears is what's holding people back. Yeah, and it's it really it all goes down to your mindset. Um, a lot, <coughs> excuse me. We're talking about fear. A lot of people are afraid of stuff. There's two types of ways to deal with it. There's one. I'm just gonna hunker down and hide and then the other is i'm going full speed ahead i'm gonna i'm going straight through it um i remember when i was younger i was i was really uh one of the smaller guys uh on our sports teams usually and i I wasn't a big guy um i remember in football being told oh like my dad like i said he's been my coach forever he told me um if you're afraid, you're going to get hurt. And if you're afraid, especially if you slow down or try to, if you get timid out there, you will get hurt. So if you're afraid, you better step it up and go that much harder because, uh, you know, you'll get hurt otherwise. So anytime that I had fear, I would go even harder uh, into what I was afraid of. So, uh, I, in fact, uh, I gave one guy a concussion that outweighed me by about 50 pounds. He said I hit him harder than anybody ever hit him. And I was terrified when he was coming at me. But I was like, you know what? Uh, if I take it the scared way, I'm going to get hurt. So I'm going to go as hard as I can on, on this. So that's uh, that's another way of dealing with fear. But the mindset uh, also is, like you said, I'm I'm not tied to one particular type of investment. I like to to have a broad uh, picture, so to speak. 
and uh, there's there's tons of ways to make money. And like you said earlier, there, there's a there's a whole bunch of different ways to to make money in any environment. And sometimes some strategies work better in other environments, and other strategies don't work in other environments. I remember a uh, a basketball game that I was coaching, and we had um, this one team that was undefeated. And I'd looked at how that they played, and I was like, we cannot beat them at their game. If we're going to beat them, we have to play like this. So we developed a strategy for that game specifically for that team, which is the same thing. In some markets, you can't do certain things because it's, it's you know, one, you're either not going to make money, or two, you're going to lose money. So if you learn other strategies and other things that you can do when that's not working, then you can still end up winning the game. And we did win that basketball game, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, you got to love that. And if they had been studying your game, they were probably just thrown by how different that one was from ones they had watched before. And so, uh, yeah, or they probably, if they were undefeated, they probably had a little hubris and weren't even doing their homework, which is another way people get in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, and most, and like you said, most people not doing homework. And I touched on it earlier that most a lot of people really don't know what they're doing. And if you're not, uh, if you if you get out on a football field and you've never played football before, and you just throw on some pads and say, "Hey, put me in, coach," there's a pretty good chance that you're you're not going to do very well, and there's a very good chance you're going to get hurt because if you haven't learned to tackle, if you haven't learned to, how to take a hit, uh, you haven't learned how to, you know, pay attention on the field and keep your, your eyes bouncing around, uh, you can you can really get hurt. So um, a lot of times in, uh, when it comes to investing, people have to know all of that stuff that can protect them. I mean, there's some of the, I guess, some of the investment strategies like that I would share with people right now is, one, I'm, I'm a big fan of trading options, which freaks a lot of people out, but if you understand how they work, this is when it comes down to knowing the game and knowing and being a professional at what you do. If you know how they work correctly and how to do it, uh, you can actually reduce your risk far more than you ever could with buying a stock. And you can have a lot more upside percentage-wise as well. Um, you can protect your, your portfolio in an in environment like what I see that is probably coming uh, you could set it up to where at least you've got the security at night to where if there's a market crash, I'm not going to have to, uh, you know, I'm not going to be staying up late, not being able to sleep and being sick to my stomach and stuff like that. Uh, we can all adjust to the upside. <laughs> I, I've yeah. I've never not been able to make the adjustment to making more money. <laughs> but, yes, uh, absolutely. But and any, anytime and that was a really good. Less, that's the hard one. Sorry, yeah, that's ahead. exactly right. Now's a good sell short environment. You see, it just goes back to what we were saying. You know, you can make money in any environment. You just got to know how. And so there's lots of selling short opportunities that, frankly, you don't have to be a rocket science scientist to figure that out, to figure them out. Yeah. Well, and real estate's another area that I really like. I, you know, I like apartments, um, but I've got. Uh, I know some people who. You know, there's flipping was a really big deal at one point and it, it still kind of is. Um, I have friends who are really good in that area. They specialize in, in that, uh, in that particular area of real estate right now, I would be terrified for, 
of flipping. Like that's something I would not want to touch um, because it, it's difficult for people to buy houses with the the rates going up and the the payment on a house right now is twice what it would have been last year if you'd bought it at this time last year. So um, it's it's making it very difficult. It's it's going to hurt the market when there's less buyers. That means it's going to be harder to to sell and and to flip your house. But I always prefer like in, people look at um, single family homes and stuff like that. I I want people to understand that the less doors you have, the more risk you have. The more doors you have, the less risk you have. So if you have an apartment complex that has a hundred units in it, um, you can have five of those that are not full. Uh, or that that are not filled, you can have ten of them, and you're still um, you're still making money. But if you own, let's say, a duplex, and you got one tenant, you're probably paying part of the rent uh, or part of the note yourself. So I, I want yeah. something that other people pay for. Yeah, other people's money, OPM. All right, Chris Kidd, uh, there are so many different things we could talk about, and unfortunately, uh, a finite amount of time. ChrisKidd.com, that's K-I-D-D.com. Always love having you on. Real quick, final thoughts. Uh, one final thought would be um, definitely learn how to do things in different ways, and the, the way that we should think about stuff is always think bigger than yourself. Don't think, what do I need? Think of what is more than I need. Um, I learned something out of Robert Kiyosaki's book, The Cash Flow Quadrant, years ago, and I've been applying this ever since on how to get my stuff for free. He bought a piece of land to build his house on that he wanted, but he uh, he chopped it up and sold the other pieces off. And so he bought more than he needed. He sold the other parts off. And then what he made off of selling those others, it paid for all of his property and his house, so he basically got what he wanted for free. Um, I try mm -hmm. to find ways to do that in every single thing that I do. Awesome. By the way, I do want to mention we have a pretty substantial archive of uh, interviews that I've done with Robert Kiyosaki over at PriceOfBusiness.com. Uh, he's been on probably a dozen times. I'm a huge fan as well. And uh, of all of his many books, uh, I would say Cashflow Quadrant is my favorite of those. Make perfect sense. If you haven't read it, uh, I, I strongly encourage you to do that. As always, Sage Advice, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. Yeah, you bet. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.